Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. On this episode of the History Worth Saving podcast, we're talking with special effects artist Marcus Laporte. He also happens to be my cousin, but you have seen his work, no doubt, with directors like Quentin Tarantino, Robert Rodriguez, movies that I loved. The Alamo, for one, Tarantino's big film. We're going to get into all of this, but if you're one of the younger listeners, you know my cousin Marcus because... He created some of the coolest worlds in those Spy Kids movies (laughs) that so many of you were just completely obsessed with and loved. He has done so many cool things. I wanted to have him on because in and amongst this entire COVID-19 thing, the production world has all but been annihilated. And I know it from the events that I do with air shows and everything else, but some of your favorite shows, some of your favorite websites that you love to watch, like the one that Marcus works for now where he's the art director for Rooster Teeth, they have had to adapt in ways that really nobody thought possible to bring you the content that you are consuming right now at a rate that is just mind-bending. Could you imagine, could you imagine having a business where everybody wanted what you were producing, but you literally couldn't do it at that given moment? So Marcus is one of, he is one of the select, if you will, that has figured it out and has figured out how to move forward in all of this. And he joins me now comfortably from his home outside Austin, Texas, where he is socially distancing himself. Marcus, thanks for coming on. <laughs> Good evening. How are you? Did I get all of that right? Yeah, that's pretty accurate. Isn't that hard yeah, to believe? I've done, a little bit, done a little bit of all sorts of stuff. I had some fun some fun times along the way. we come a long um, way from Arrowhead, haven't you know? we? You know? Oh, I know. Hanging yeah, out there with fun. Papa and Nana up there at the lake house. But I don't know what it is. Look, you and I came from a family that was in the butchering business. Yeah, it's true. For, for several generations. Yeah. And now you, yeah, Brandon, and uh, it, well, a lot of, I mean, the three of us work in sort of the, the creative side of it. And, and our youngest cousin uh, was the only smart one who became a geologist. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, like, went out I feel like on. we had a pretty wide swath, you know, like, I, I, you know, all of us sort of came into our own and, and ventured out in a couple different directions. And so I thought it was pretty cool that we all ended up kind of coming full circle with creative stuff. Cause I feel like, right. um, our, our grandmother in particular was sort of did some sort of like Hollywood stuff, you right, know, back in right. the day and kind of and we didn't went out talk about that. tried to, you know what I mean? You know, went out and, yeah, I mean, and, we didn't you know, talk I, about it. I mean, well, it was sort of like the unknown thing that that, 
<laughs> you know, but anyway. I don't think so. I didn't think it was like, I didn't think it was completely unknown, but it was definitely not something that yeah. we talked about with right. her. You know, right. it was like more something we heard later from our parents when they were like, oh yeah, you know, Nana went out to Hollywood. <laughs> right. and like what? Did a bunch of dancing and, you know, all <laughs> sorts of, you know, Broadway kind of stuff. And, right. And we were, and all of us were like, what are you talking about? Like, no way. Like yeah. grandma, no, sorry, not buying it. But well, sure enough, we, we, there's, yeah. we have some pictures and she's, you know, sure enough, she's got like, you know, the, the sort is of what like, I heard. I always heard she liked kind yeah. of the, you know these these small theater. Characters. Anyway, it, it's a it's it's a great story, and I and I and I'm so happy to be a part of that. And and we can talk <laughs> a little bit about this. I don't know if you've yeah, don't even answer this question. I have a new book out that you probably know about. But anyway, there's there's a few chapters in there. It's all about stories my grandfather would like. And I I honest honestly I just thought about Papa and and Charlie sitting out there on the back porch when I read it. And these stories we've lived them, but. Uh, Anyway, we'll talk about that a little bit, but but let's get into this. I feel this. like we've all lived them. I mean, they're yeah. all stories that are familiar to to, to most people. We, everyone's had similar, um, <laughs> you know, uh, experience, you know, right. and and so that's that's what's fun about it. It is fun, and so let's let's dive into this because you okay. you are the art director for Rooster Teeth. I think we can we say that. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah I, okay. I mean, I do a lot of things. You know, anybody that works at, at Rooster Teeth has to wear a lot of hats. It's just kind of. A prerequisite is that everyone kind of needs to contribute their best, uh, their best, you know, their their strongest qualities, regardless of what they may be. So, uh, and I have the, no clue things- what it is that you, I, I still, I think I know now a little bit more about what it is that that Rooster Teeth is involved in, but. Sure. Well, we're we, we're a really diverse company. We do lots of different kinds of content, and depending on how the market is going at any one given time, we are shifting focus on 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 the things that are working all the time. So we have uh, a group of animators and artists and uh, people who do no, nothing but cartoons and animation. We have uh, another arm that does nothing but live action content. That could include TV shows. That could include movies. It could be, um, you know, commercials. There's, there's a lot. That's a pretty wide swath all on its own, and, and, you know. Um, and then we also do, like, podcasts and audio podcasts, and we partner with smaller uh, companies that want to have, you know, have their own brand and have a podcast but don't have a, a platform per se, right? Other than maybe YouTube and maybe need, they, they want financial backing or they need some kind of sponsorship or they want a merch uh, incorporation, stuff like that. So we offer all sorts of little things for different people. And uh, we're just sort of always on the lookout for, you know, talented people who are interested in um, changing how things are done, you know, for the better. So um, that's just kind of us in a nutshell. And, you know, we've, we've had some pretty successful animations and, um, the other thing we do is uh, machinima, machinima, which is basically using video game systems to create animation or create content as if they're characters. Since we have such control over the characters that are pre-rendered in the video game, kind of gives a unique opportunity for someone to kind of create content with that. So that's kind of where we started, and those are some of our roots. I love but, it. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, the, the, the state of content has really changed. Um, COVID certainly has affected us. Uh, greatly, you know, there's there's really there's no good way to do any live action production right now. You know that typically is a a group of focused people all in one space, all working together. So that by definition, that kind of is not a good recipe for things right now. 
so we've, you know, tried to diversify and focus on the things that we know can be done remotely or the things that can be researched and developed off-site, you know, and at home and do as much homework as possible in order to have, you know, hopefully all your questions answered and, you know, from an engineering standpoint, you want to be sort of, you know, tested and, and, and sort of have some idea of what might happen. And you have to kind of run that little computer model in your head as a, as a, you know, creative and, um, you know, a thinker and try to eliminate as many problems as you can so that when you finally get there on the day, uh, there's this little, you know, standing in your way of success. So, you know, little things count, you know, um, I feel like right now, uh, a big thing was was being honest and being truthful and trying to have content that mattered. I know that a lot of people kind of got sour on celebrities uh, in the past month or so, um, just just because, it, you know, sometimes privilege doesn't always look good. You know, it's like even though we all want to want to live a life of, of, of privilege, you know, not everybody has that, you know, and so it's hard to be suffering and see someone sort of be like, ah, oh, you know, just everything's going to be fine. Just get it together. And, you know, some people, they just have a hard time with that. And I, I get that. And so a lot of celebrities didn't, didn't, didn't really get the best reception. <laughs> and well, let's talk about this some of their because, stuff, you know, well, you've changed the way you do business there. And I think this is so cool as an art director, you're normally building sets and, and creative things. I mean, you have an entire show that yes. I would encourage people to go look at this. But but now you're moving into this totally different realm, and and you're still the guy doing this. But 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 what you said was so cool to me earlier today. When we were talking about doing this. You said you know mm -hmm. people people want the conversation that they can hear between you know between some friends or between two people, whatever it might be, that they can get something out of. And I, to me, that really resonated. That that honesty yeah, is think, selling right now, and it's selling in well, a way that I, it hasn't in the past. Yeah, well, I think people right now they want they they crave that authenticity. They crave you know the human experience and the and that human interaction, and they're not really getting it right now, you know. And that's not something, you know, people are 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 trying to stay at home, but at the same time they want that sense of normalcy, you know. And they kind of they kind of need to be able to have something on in the background, or um, you know, have two people having a conversation. And perhaps it's not their main focus, but it's the kind of thing they can have on. So that it feels like a normal day, like perhaps they're out at a cafe and they're overhearing a conversation and maybe they don't know these people, but, you know, kind of like listening to a podcast is very similar to that. So, um, you know, I think people are just craving human interaction and they want it to be authentic and they want it to be honest. And so a lot of scripted media and a lot of big name, you know, marketed content is not doing well, you know, and I think it's because, you know, the, the, the reality of the situation is 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 kind of hard to avoid you know i think everyone has that escapist sort of um you know mentality they they want to escape from the scary stuff and and live in a fantasy world but right now it's almost like the opposite of that it's it's, it's like no they, yeah, they want they're the craving real. that odd right. yeah they want that honest um interaction let's um, get and real they don't then. want it to Let's, yeah. get, let's get real so, right here because I want to dive into this. Your background as a special effects guy, I remember us, you know, because you, you and I, when I was just a little tyke, I've known you my entire life. You've known me yeah. the majority of your life minus about three months or so. But let's, <laughs> let's get, we lived like right across, I mean, literally our, our mothers and sisters. And so we lived, what, one street over. 
until I was yeah. about three, and then I moved off to uh, to another town, to Portland. All of which seemed like still really close, though. Yeah, but but in the grand scheme yeah. of things, it's like fifteen miles. And down where we grew up in South <laughs> Texas, nobody travels. No, Houston is a vac. If you could go to Astro World in Houston, that was a big vacation growing up. So Portland, <laughs> yeah, I feel like, twenty I miles know. away. You know, I mean, that was a long way away, but. You and I, we grew up, we had a, we had a great life. Us. And I remember, I remember you and I were, were in your, your dad's studio, which by the way, is still one of the coolest places of my childhood. I mean, it was this well, imagination sure. area mean, that right. we could yeah. go in I mean, and probably it was just sort of a wonderland, you it know, was, it's, of creativity. You know, paper and markers and, and, uh, you know, not just like kid stuff, but like real you know, real stuff. blades, right. and, you know, you the, can the, kill the, yourself in this room. The real- <laughs> if you don't know what you're doing, yeah. but you made yeah, the real stuff. You made, a, 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 we had like a, um, I remember there, we were in there one day. I don't even know what we were doing, but you, you made like, you made stadium seats. Do you remember this? And all the little people were in the seats and we played. Oh, I mean, and that was, well, that sure. was the audience. And yeah. I thought, you know, Marcus, you, you've just had this, <laughs> this God-given ability to create and to do things obsessed. out of the box. I wanted to just I, I anything with my hands was is it calms me. You know, it's like that sort of uh, creation. You know, from nothing and being able to do something interesting with whatever you happen to have around you has always kind of been uh, something that I, I I've loved to do. You know, and it can be in a lot of forms. It could be building a campfire you know, out in the wilderness, it could be, you know, crafting a model with paints and glue. I mean, there's just so many things it could be. And I feel like I'm really lucky as an artist that I don't, that, that I don't have to have any one thing or kind of art or medium to, to, to be happy. I feel like I can kind of float around and, and play with all sorts of things. And that's, what's fun about it. And I think that's, that's, that's why I'm, I'm good at film industry stuff is because it's really never the same. So, yeah, you and Brandon both our our oldest cousin, the oldest boy, Brandon, um, have both gone into this this line of work. The only thing we couldn't talk about as kids, and I I say this because it's kind of a window into your world. I know you have a lot of fans and they're going to enjoy hearing this. The only thing we couldn't talk about were aliens. It just am I right? (laughs) And now NASA has released they've released all of this data that that shows this. So. You know, I have a couple takes on this, really, because I like I grew up terrified of aliens. And I think it was because I had seen Close Encounters and I had seen E.T. all within like a couple of months. But you were E.T. for Halloween. Was that some kind of like weird, you know, psychology thing going on that? You know, but E.T. was kind of lovable, and I and I just I think it was because I was only like five. Right. You know, do you remember walking around the mall? Wearing the yes, ET. and I'm handing out Reese's pieces, and it still looks the uh, same. Is it? That's the, one of the. <laughs> we're getting off track here. Sunrise Mall, though, in Corpus Christi, it is oh, a mall. total yeah. time warp back to 1982 or 86. Yeah, I mean, Corpus, all of Corpus really is kind but of a the time mall, warp, though, Marcus. I, you know? That Sunrise yeah, mall, mall is. Yeah, it's, it's weird. It's. It's it, nothing's it's got changed. A lot of, it's got the neon and the you know Sbarro pizza. Nothing's you know, changed. Mamu's going to come walking around the corner, you know, with one of those bedazzled <laughs> purses. They're oh, going to be handed out. It was uh, more than bedazzled. <laughs> she had them. She, listen, I, I think I would. Those bags were so intense, and I thought they were really. They they were really ugly. I shouldn't. I shouldn't beat around the bush. Like they're the ugliest purses ever. They were basically like 
they're uh, probably peacocks yeah that were bejeweled and it was like but big be you know but that was a thing though back plastic then. things oh yeah there was like and, and they were like crunchy like raffia woven yeah. you know textiles and like just awful fabrics and, and if we had um, one of those i bet we could i bet we would make a year's oh, worth of income on ebay right now listen i was just, just gonna say i was like i see them at antique stores all the time and they're really expensive they're that in the couch that and that couch yeah. that they had in the the oh that couch carpet. listen oh my that's gosh. that was a that was a montgomery ward couch and i have seen that in photos with other fam like i've seen that in other family photos that I've met people along the way, I'd be like, you have that same couch. Yeah. And they, <laughs> yeah. and it oh, was like, man. yeah, it was like that fake velveteen, you know, like with some weird I don't even print know. on it of like a mill. Do you oh, think yeah, though that that, had, like, did that have a, uh, stuff. I think all of that, it had to have had an impact on you growing up in, in, in wedged squarely in our memories now. Um, oh yes. No, what are you using for a huge that? Role. <laughs> what are um, you using well, from all of that? I mean, the lake house, everything, oh, everything that we had. What are you using in that? Everything. I mean, this is everything is a huge, you know, like you know, a, a huge sum of of sort of influence. And um, yeah, I mean, orange was a huge part of my art in in high school and college, and I couldn't really figure out why. And then and then I looked back at pictures, and it's and. Uh, we had Saltillo orange floors, and we had a pinball machine that had three grades of, of orange stripes on it. I remember that. We had uh, – man, I guess my dad had made some paintings, and a lot of them were orange. Just and your dad is an artist whole... too, by the way. We should – That's true. Yeah, we should yeah. preface yeah, – my, da- my, my, my dad's a really talented illustrator, um, graphic designer, and uh, worked with a, an ad agency that he you know, had a partnership with for, I don't know, 30 or 40 years. Right. So he's been making art, you know, his whole life as well. And certainly my main influence, I would say. Like, if there was any one person that stood out, like, he is 100% the reason that I pursued art. Um, I just watching him draw, you know, when you're little and you see someone, you know, just pencil something amazing and you're just like, What? You know, and I think that was just like magic, you know, for me. And I think that's that's why why it stuck so well. You have um, you have found such a, a a gift at the discovered a gift at this, but in in a lot of different ways. Something that I'm fascinated with on your Instagram account, and the fact that I just oh. said the fact that I just said that like like <laughs> I know what I'm talking about. But but no, it, I I am so technically challenged, even though I've always been working well in this business, I, but your Instagram I account have is only, fascinating. I've been forced I've been forced sort of forced into the social media I shouldn't say forced really it was it was my choice but for the most part it, it was like oh you should you know everyone was like you should really you know you should have something like that you can have your portfolio or you can put your art there and just for years and years I resisted and I was just like I'm not into it I don't want to have to like keep up with it I don't want to have to have like extra responsibility but um, I, I just realized, you know, social media is really however you want to use it. And, and I don't have to feel obligated if I don't want to. So I just kind of I post the things that I feel are interesting or, or the kinds of things that people I feel, you know, people might find interesting um, or it's mainly art. You know, I just feel like I, I like making art. and I like to to be like, look what I made. You well, know, but like, I think that it's sort of, I think people are going to relate to this know? because your marbles, <laughs> your marbles. Oh, yeah. And your glass yeah. work is. I, it's it's unbel- It's the trailer park of Chihuly. Some of that stuff. <laughs> the hot dogs, nice. the, I mean, but the marbles, the marbles. I could. I mean. Yeah, I mean, I've got a whole. Cow. I've been playing with glass for about a year and a half, which really is is not very long. 
but I've got a tabletop torch, you know, and an oxygen concentrator and a propane tank and a slew of tools and a whole bunch of colored rod. And I'm basically melting balls of glass. That's ca- how I started. And I've kind of branched out a little and done some sculpture work, like you had mentioned before, like some hot dogs and pizza and fun stuff like donuts and, you know, silly things, eyeballs and whatnot. I've done some octopuses, I guess. Those are those turned out pretty nice. Amazing. Uh, but but yeah, for some reason, I can just really find a Zen state, you know, and really find a, a, a meditative place with just making a perfect ball of glass. And then the idea is to work some kind of cool, interesting art glass on the inside and then sort of envelop everything in clear and make a nice sphere. Little so, universes, and, though. I mean, they're amazing. Yeah. They're just amazing Well, I mean, they're real popular, uh, you know, forms because they can be made easily with twists and pulls and turns, and that's kind of, you know, if you think about the physics of, of galaxies and, and space, it's, you know, microcosm and macrocosm. A lot of these the physics are the same, whether it's small or it's huge. So, um, you know, just kind of knowing that if you twist it, you're going to get a spiral. So whatever you put on there first, you have to kind of think, you know, I guess I guess it's really, you have to think three-dimensionally, you know, almost fourth-dimensionally, you know, when, when kind of working. It's like, well, where is this going to go? And you have to kind of predict what's going to happen to the glass as it melts and it softens. But, um, you know, after a while, you start to understand how the material works and how, like, if you pull it, it goes to a point and if you twist it it makes stripes and so you start to kind of understand these processes and you can you can get pretty close you know the funny thing about glasses is never really quite what you think it might be you know <laughs> i love it i can look at that thing for hours and it's it's marcus gray door marcus gray door on yeah on instagram and just look for the guy with with the marbles and all kind of cool stuff because i'm <laughs> telling you i if I had that thing on my desk, it, it's just sort of mesmerizing. How how big oh, yeah. is it? Because well, it's hard to tell. Is it? Oh, okay. So, like so these, these things range in size anywhere from one to two inches. That's wow. is about average. Wow. You know, most of them aren't as small as one inch unless I I make them that small. They're close to two inches. Is is about average. So they're which really shooter. doesn't seem very yeah, big. Shooter marble. I, Oh man, it's it's big. Well, I shouldn't. It's hefty. Like this is borosilicate glass. It's really dense. A two-inch sphere is pretty weighty. I think you'd be surprised um, compared to like a plastic ball of the same size. I bet it's double the weight. Easy. So it's substantial, and I think that's what's really cool about the glasses. When you hold it, it feels like like you know, kind of like what we were talking about earlier. It feels authentic. Feels very real. Um, Doesn't feel like some you know something you made out of plastic it's it's like oh this is this is a real thing you sure. know sure um i love it i think out- it's, i think it's cool stuff yeah. that you're working on and i you you and i had talked about you know whether or not uh, before all of this came up you'd kind of toyed around the idea of making some toys and and maybe selling them or something like that i'm glad you didn't because you'd really be broke now <laughs> well but the, the, the idea is this, I, I don't know, I just like making interesting things. And so the idea was to, to, to come up with an interesting thing to make each month and, and sort of market that as, as kind of like a, you know, who, it's kind of a grab bag. I don't even know what it will be right. month to month, but, you know. It's the Marcus Laporte uh, but it never really, Steak of the you Week. Know. Yeah, Steak of the Month Club. <laughs> right, exactly. It's whatever you're making. That is That's so right. cool. I learned you were a big deal. I was doing an air show, and I, I, I was asked to come speak at a school. And so it's me and my buddy that's an astronaut, and uh, Joe and I go off, and we speak in this school, and I'm speaking to the 
you know, to the journalist in training class. And Joe's like down the down the hall and talking to some science class. And he walks out. He goes, how was it? And I said, well, I've learned my cousin is really, really popular. And he kind of looks at me funny. <laughs> this, you know, this young girl and, and young boy that were in this room, they said, is your cousin really Marcus Laporte when it came to the Q&A? <laughs> first, first question out of the box. And I, and I looked at her and I'm like, yeah, that's, that's him. And, that's, and they both sort of see, put their hands baffles me. on their cheeks and they but. kind of leaned forward and they said, can, can you tell us something about him? <laughs> like, like, you know, like well, how did you know? And I, anyway, but but you are you you have you have captured the imaginations of of millions of people, and I think it's just so oh, cool well, what you're doing. I, and I want to know, I want to know where you see this going over the next few months in the last few minutes of the show here. Give well, us the silver I mean, lining. I think um, I think there's definitely going to be a renaissance in, in content creation. I think a lot of people are going to be a lot more focused about what they're doing. I think, um, you know, as scary as it sounds, you know, when people go through stressful situations, it usually kind of spurs them to be more motivated and to take things more serious and to appreciate the stuff, uh, the little things, you know, the things that we've been taking for granted for the past couple months, or I should say, I, you know, in the past six months, you know, we're not, we're not able to experience anymore right now just because of all this. And I think people are going to have renewed interest in the things that they maybe were bored with, or, you know, just maybe just sort of feeling blah about the world and, and not knowing why. And now we have increased motivation to sort of, you know, change our lives or change our, our, our reasoning or, you know, look inward and find find a more positive direction for people after they've had some time to think about things when they wouldn't normally. So I think, yeah, I mean, I think it's really scary. It's kind of a, a weird time. And as far as production goes, um, you know, some interesting things are people are getting creative with, with how they're how they're starting to do things at home. You know, I think uh, Jimmy Fallon with all the uh, music with uh, the the roots and all them all the all the band and, and doing all these compilation videos into one single video and all this group effort stuff I think is really cool um, and I think it's gonna probably change the industry a lot I think um, as far as live action production goes you know I'm I'm looking into trying to keep people protected you know I'm looking at investing in PPE for large amounts of crew for extended periods or for um, closed knit rooms where people might have to be in the same space to try to give them confidence to, to be around each other. Um, but yeah, I think it's going to be a lot of distanced, um, you know, work and carefully planned builds where uh, carpenters and painters and different crews are going to have to be sort of segregated and, and, and work together in separate areas and um, not always be in the same space together, which is going to be challenging. I just, I just so. think about how far you've come. I used to call you and I'd be like, Marcus, what are you doing? I'm making worms. I'm making worms in my garage. <laughs> now yeah, you're worried that? about all yeah. this other stuff. You're not blowing stuff I up know. anymore or making cannons. It's like Man. real stuff, real adult, you know, stresses and problems. But you have grown I mean, up, I, I, Marcus. You know, well, you know, sometimes at some point, you know, it's not just about uh, about yourself or about me. You know, it's it's about all of us and. I feel like I, at this point, we, I hire a lot of people that are artists that are, you know, my friends and, and, and people I respect and love, and I want to keep them safe and I want them to keep me safe. And so it's kind of, at this point, I feel like, you know, that there's a, if there's a collapse in leadership, then the, 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 you know, the, the leaders of the community and the businesses sort of need to 
fulfill that role and make sure that everybody that's that is working is is feeling good and is feeling confident with what they're doing and the people that they're working for and and so you know doing my best doing what i can to make sure that the crews and the people that i work with can feel good and and about what we're doing but um yeah a lot of careful planning here in the next few months to try I to i think it's amazing know, the way you guys have adapted and that you're overcoming you can follow Marcus on his Instagram account or on Twitter or even over there at Rooster Teeth. You still have a show, I guess, at Rooster Teeth. Yeah, I do. We have a, all the special I have a prop building stuff. show. Yeah, so it's pretty cool. fun. It's, it's um, you know, I, I basically recreate props from your favorite movies and video games, and I kind of show you how to make things, and you can kind of do it at home. You can do it in your garage. Uh, it ranges anywhere from, you know, small things to really big things. So can you even cool. walk into a Comic-Con without just getting attacked these days? Oh, sure. No, I'm not visually like recognizable to most people. And they <laughs> might know Rooster Teeth. They might know my work. They might have seen some of my art and some of my sets, but they don't really recognize me. It's kind of nice. I have like a fair amount of, um, you know, anonymity. I can I can go get a hot dog. I can get a I can get some some food at a normal con and not be an issue it's nice i'm i'm just proud to know you marcus my cousin oh whatever marcus <laughs> gray laporte thank you for coming on history worth saving you're very welcome marcus i can't wait to have you back on and we'll talk some more about uh, what yeah. you're doing and maybe maybe at some point maybe at some point we can do a little video of you making one of these marbles that you can stare for hours oh into. yeah I think it'd be you cool. know the process only takes about an hour, so you know there's there's I could probably show you a fair amount of the process. I'd love it. Yeah, Marcus, thanks yeah. for coming on, bud. Talk to you're you. You're very welcome. Soon. All right, man. Well, uh, thanks for having me. Absolutely, folks. If you haven't already signed up for the History Worth Saving newsletter, please do so. You can just go to historyworthsaving.com. Type in your email. We'll be in touch. It's a monthly newsletter. Send out some other stuff as it comes available. Listen, I cannot thank you enough for hanging with us. For those of you who are new to the show, my promise to you is this is going to be something that you can grow from, that you could learn something from, that, that you can maybe even discover something that you never knew you liked. I'm, I'm hoping that this show can, can truly unite neighbor to neighbor and can be something for the good of our country. And I'm looking forward to getting to know you along the way. So thanks for being here today. It, it truly means the world to me. We'll talk to you next week. That's history worth saving. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.